Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. I am Bad Gamer Crowley. And hello, I am Bad Gamer Bishop. Gamer Galore Garrick, I love the alliteration. Bad Gamer Joe. And I'm Bad Gamer Jason. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast made by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, reviews, news, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Kat and Austin. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I'm your host, Kat, and joining me as always is Bad Gamer Austin and Bad Gamer Kaden. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing amazing. I am also doing great. What have you guys been playing this week? Oh, you know, a little bit of Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth 2. You know, just wanted to conquer something, feel the dark wrath of the Dark Lord. I've been playing a lot of uh, Jedi Fallen Order and played a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege with a friend of mine last night. What is nice? Uh, it's a tactical first-person shooter. Uh, it's a, oh, that's why I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's a five v five style game. Yeah, where, uh, your team goes against an opposing team um, in a couple different game modes, in which you either uh, accomplish the objective or you kill everyone in the opposing team. Sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's typical. It's typical team to team team play. You know, ha cha cha. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Mm, so much fun, though, especially when you're just like, whoops, I accidentally shot you from behind. My bad. And then you're like, <laughs> you spilled the coffee last week. <laughs> Seems you got some anger issues there, Austin. No kidding. Only what? That's just over my head. And, and speaking of violent issues, um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently um, psychologists have, to, have had to reaffirm that there's no scientifically sound evidence for blaming video games for violence. Uh, the age-old tale. Age so why old... are you so angry, Austin? <laughs> well, when you spot a cougar near your house, you tend to be on edge. So you're just kind of like, ooh, that ain't pretty. And he big. Oh, he was big. I was like, my gosh, he's bigger than my dog. And mine's a Great Dane. So that's like, that's like a horse right there in its own right. So it's not the video games? Mm, no maybe maybe it has something related to the game that we picked this time and it just kind of slightly irritated me this week so i will get to that later (laughs) i like how in the past violence has always been linked to video games which is ridiculous in itself i always felt that way but now Mm -hmm. now there's no scientific evidence what changed well i mean they've done multiple studies on it before now uh but the american psychology associations um uh, recently reaffirmed their position stating that there is uh there is insufficient scientific evidence to support a casual link between violent video games and violent behavior um their president sandra l shulman has stated that uh violence is a complex social problem that likely stems from many factors that warrant attention from researchers, policymakers, and the public. 
um, attributing video violence to video gaming is not scientifically sound and draws attention away from other factors such as history of violence, which we know from research is a major predictor for future violence. And it's, yeah, so it. And I mean, my thoughts are if if violent video games actually do increase violent behaviors, then wouldn't anything violent also do that? So horror movies or slasher movies or any movie with fighting or conflict or Hell, even being conflict. in elementary school, kids fight all the time. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they're little jerkwads. You know, they're like, aha, I can kick you. And it's like, you shouldn't do that. And like, boom, right in the shin. You're like, oh, you little monster. It's when you kick them back. No, that's when you get even. That's when you say, hey, guess what, little boy? I know Don't. who's your teacher. Ah, ha, ha. And they're like, no. It's definitely not where I thought you were going with that. What? <laughs> oh, my God. You're insane. Yeah, I am. But it looks like in 2018, President Trump came out strongly against video game violence. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Like, there's a lot of stuff that Trump's done, like, in the last four years. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot. But that's just I one mean, of the things that's but just... Ig ignoring that, he's not he's not the first person, and he sure won't be the last person that makes dumb claims like that. It's People have done it before. There's a lawyer that claimed that in GTA you score points for killing innocents or something equivalent to that which you know if you played the game for more than five seconds you'd know is not the case it's it's something i think that isn't going to change as we go further on uh even though i really wish that it would just stop and people would stop trying to us uh, to pin video games as the blame for all the violence that's happening in the world and I mean, this sort of rumor started like, what, like late 80s, early 90s, from what I remember, especially with like Xbox coming out, you know, with more shooter games and stuff or GTA, right? Consoles online. Um, I mean, it's just it's just really old. It's outdated. And it's now if it's legitimately not scientifically possible, like people should just like, oh, just drop it. It's done. It's been over. We've bet like there's data, there's science, there's people that know about this. It just needs to be over with. That stigma is just so terrible. Speaking of things that need to be over with, the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Seems to be wreaking havoc on the video game industry. Yeah. So, um, the G G uh, Game Developers Conference or GDC, um, has has been rescheduled due to their worries concerning the uh, coronavirus and concern for people's health. Um, they're worried that the rescheduling of GDC is going to affect um, indie developers who, you know, hey, if this was a game that could have been, you know, picked up and, you know, sort of, you know, become a groundbreaking game, they may not be able to get that off the ground if, you know they can't present dead GDC because this is GDC is one of the few platforms where they could get a lot of coverage for it. Yeah, and that's the point of conferences. You know, it's about bringing ideas together and showing how to not only increase value but how to make things better in the industry. You know, such as new stuff like VR gaming, right? Augmented reality, video games, or you know, even next gen kind of consoles. And we kind of need that to have those discussions in case like. 
bad stuff kind of happens, and now this coronavirus comes along, and it's like, sorry, bud. Looks like next year we're going to have to wait again. Yeah, I feel bad for the indie gamers. Cause, I, I mean, know. It's, it's just sad. Money out of their pocket. Yeah, so uh, the Game Developers Conference will begin on Monday, March 16th. Uh, and will end on Friday, March 20th. So it's been rescheduled for about a week from now. What's going to change, though, in that short period of time? I, I don't know. Um, More people are just going to become infected. But it could be that with the increased rate of infection, it could just be getting over with it sooner. You know, it's it, it's the same thing with... Um, previous diseases, you know, like once like everything was done and over with, everything went back to normal. Everything was, but it's fine. not done and over with. It just came to, to where America. I live. Oh, it, to no. where you're at. Yeah, I thought the it's just North in Edmonton. Would just freeze out any sort of pandemic. You'd think, but no. I mean, human bodies aren't necessarily as cold as the area around them. No matter how cold-hearted you are, right? Um, mm-hmm. Also, the the, the coronavirus seems to be kind of jeopardizing uh, console production. So, for instance, Nintendo has stated mm-hmm. that they can't make enough Switch consoles to meet their demand. Uh, Facebook is having similar problems with the Oculus, uh, Oculus Quest VR headset. Uh, Sony uh, is preparing for a dip in their PlayStation production. Um, other technology firms like Apple, um, uh, Huawei, uh, they're struggling with supply chain issues. Um, and also, for, for PC gamers, I would recommend that if you need an upgrade, probably now would be the time, and you can't. I don't think you can really wait, wait much longer because we're going to probably see a fluctuation in price due to you know, the supply chain shortage for PC parts. Just like toilet like paper, guys. Are, exactly. <laughs> like, I went to Costco, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can get some Costco water. And then in the back, I'm like, there's no toilet paper. I've never seen a Costco empty of toilet paper. <laughs> You're like, you know, there's always a pallet in the back. Ah, I'm just going to go grab that real quick. It's like, no. I don't understand why people are stocking up on toilet paper. That part doesn't make I sense d- to I me. don't know. It's called Maybe. the survivalist Uh Equency. They have it here oh. in Idaho. So basically, what kind of survivalist are you if you don't already have a bunker full of that stuff? Just so saying. basically, if the pandemic gets to a point where people are like dropping like flies, like literally like a serious pandemic, right? Then you have toilet paper, so that way you can wipe your butt. Otherwise, like pretty sure I'd stock up on food first. Yeah, but Just you know, thought. it's Idaho, so they have moose. They have like big game that they can hunt. But, we have moose in Canada too. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess so. Hey, I've never been there. Who knows? All for all I know, like you could have like giant earthworms up there, like Australia. Speaking of Australia, ah, <laughs> is it my turn? Oh, joy. I saw a great segue. I had to take it. I, I guess I don't. I can't blame you for that. When you have something, you go for it. So. Something happened where I I saw it uh, on Kotaku, the Australian edition. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I was like, yeah, let's go for it. But mainly, it was about this specific Twitch streamer uh, being suspended after doing a specific action. Uh, And, you know, you you start your mind starts racing. You're like, well, what did he do? Did he get naked? Did he, like, become a slob on national Twitchery? Quit being clickbait and tell us what it was. 
<laughs> so he was suspended after accidentally firing a real gun at his monitor while doing Call of Duty. Uh, so basically, he brandished his gun on stream and accidentally fired a round into his desk. Now, I don't know about a lot of people, but accidentally is like, oh, I dropped it. Oh, you know, like... Oh, I dropped it. Oh, I Why dropped it. Why were you holding surprised. it then? <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people drop their guns and like a gun goes off or it hits a toe. It's just, it's like really loose on the trigger type of situation or in this case, really tight because he just like, he was wackadoo because from what I understand of the situation, um, he was lime stream. He had an open can of Coors visible on his table during the clip. He pulled the trigger, and to his apparent, his apparent surprise, it discharged around. Now, I, I just like, I don't know if he was trying to like, yo, dog, I got a gun. I'm pimp. I'm the skimp diggity and, and showing No, off. I believe a direct quote was, say I ain't got money. I'm probably not allowed to say that, so you're probably going to have to bleep that out. But that is a quote. That is a quote, an exact quote, in fact, because it was live. Like, yeah. so it's it, you know beyond the fact that you know he was you know playing around with a gun, which you shouldn't be doing, especially if you had a couple cores lights. Um, he also states, I'm going to paraphrase this to avoid vulgarity, that he swears to God that he just emptied the mag. Um, I guess he doesn't know that there's going to be a round in the chamber. You got to axe and prove your weapon. Axe and prove. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, would, I would hope that if you own the, the firearm, that you know how to use it and you know how it works. He did. Um, it went into I his mean, chest. Granted, if you own a firearm, I don't think you should be brandishing it on stream, acting like you're you know, popping someone for... I don't know. I don't know. It's okay, Caden. You can say he was trying to be big pimping, but he fell short of the rider. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do that. But um, yeah. So, do you guys think that Twitch overreacted? I don't. I don't think so because he got suspended. Obviously, like there could have been so much worse that could have happened. Luckily, nobody got injured. Nothing else was damaged except you know his own his equipment. Yeah. yeah, like thank Which... thank thank God because my my jesus you know if 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 he was like living in a mainstream city or a big city like it the bullets can travel they travel really quickly they go through wood they can go through like walls and even like bone and flesh so it could have like ricocheted it could have hit him back but luckily nobody got hurt and that's like my my thing is the most important that nobody got hurt yeah so it's one of those things where i it's it's a temporary suspension from what I'm aware of. Uh, it's not a it's not a full full ban. Uh, and while I I think that local authorities probably could have also handled it. Um, I understand Twitch has to protect their platform. Um, mm -hmm. They've publicly stated that they don't condone the actions that or the actions that occurred on the live stream. Um, but honestly, who has a policy about somebody just brandishing a gun live on a game stream? And, you know, they, there's not that many policies out there. And so that's why I think, like, instead of, like, banning him 
suspension is definitely like a good lesson because I mean he has over eight hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. There are people who there's they're gonna see that. Well, there, you know, there, there, there's probably a clause that says if you're stupid, well, we have the right to suspend you. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there is where it's like at any and all time that we can either suspend and or ban you from our streaming services upon like review, yeah, which no, I, I mean, that's that's a prote- like a good protective clause that they should have, Caden. But in this case where it's like, well, he shot something. He didn't kill anybody, but he definitely like wasn't being good. So we probably should he hurt just... my feelings. <laughs> your your feelings, cat. I don't know how that. No, works. not me personally. I just feel well, like he hurt someone's feelings. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's so much a Felix thing as it is if he's dumb enough to mess around with a firearm and accidentally discharge it on stream. Then maybe he needs a reminder that he can't do stupid stuff like that. Well, he did make a formal apology and said, "I just made such a stupid, stupid, stupid mistake." All I can say is that I'm sorry and I deserve everything, every bit of backlash. I mean, he was clearly intoxicated. Even his own words that he was clearly intoxicated when it happened. I mean, that I get it. it oh, that makes excuse. it all okay. Yeah, Forgive that him. Doesn't, that doesn't excuse you. Sorry, yeah. officer. I didn't mean to stab him 13 times. I was clearly intoxicated when that happened, man. Like, it wasn't in my right mind. It's not my fault. <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's like he's trying to apologize, and it's like, dude, it's okay to have a drink, but it's another to have like some self control or self will to not br- like trying to be pimped. Like it'd be one thing, like if it was like a Nerf gun and you were just poking fun out of it, but to have a real live loaded gun and ammo in the mag, that's or just the ridiculous. Ver- or at the very least, either have it completely emptied. And or the safety on just to make sure nothing actually happens. Yeah, and that's called maybe gun just safety, keep it your kids. gun safe. Yeah, yeah, that too. Maybe yeah. just don't bring it out at all. Like there should be maybe no reason except like for defending or hunting. <laughs> Some people enjoy firing them just for fun. Cat. Yeah, it's called accuracy shooting. What do you mean, cat? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought true. they liked guns up in Canada, and you clearly. Show. We have stricter, more strict gun laws than you guys do. Uh, not where I currently live. Yeah, where I'm at, it it's kind of loose because you can just walk into a exactly. Walmart. And exactly, that's what I'm saying. They just did that law, though. It's just very strict recently. up here. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it varies state to state. No. As a collective whole, you guys have very loose gun laws but compared speaking- to Canada. But I mean, speaking, speaking of, of loose. Streaming, oh, don't. <laughs> here, I'll let you take that. I don't know where you're going with that. You both owe me a beer, Jinx. I don't know. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of streams and streaming, uh, Google is now giving away three months of Stadia access to Chromecast owners. Woo! Yeah. Wait, did you say stoners? I said oh, owners. Chromecast owners. I thought he said you gotta listen. You gotta listen. <laughs> Uh, you want to tell us about that, Cat? Sounds to me like it's a last-ditch effort to save Stadia. Yep. Just kind of sad. So Stadia Pro costs $10 a month right now. Uh, and prior to that, the only way to access it was through the Buddy Pass given out by an existing subscriber or purchasing the 129 Premier huh. Edition. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. The bundle comes with Stadia Pro three-month pass, Google's custom Stadia controller, and an a or Chromecast Ultra, so it, it doesn't sound all that enticing to me. 
I mean, for $129, I mean, it's not like a console, but you're definitely paying for like a service. So I would expect... They don't have that many games. Yeah, so yeah, they don't have many games. They still have the latency issue. I haven't heard anything about them actually fixing that to a more playable state. If if it's out there, I am welcome to be proven wrong. Um... So I yeah I don't I don't know why Google is keeping on trying to sell this. It's I think it's it's dead. I don't think it was implemented well. I think it's some word of. I think that they're trying to keep this up at least until the new gen consoles come out because those are going to be a while now with all the coronavirus stuff going on. Well, and especially it's it's a large corporation and Google. You know they try to do a little bit of everything. You know they do the like cloud services. You know, they had the email that was huge back then, the Chromecast when it came out. And they're constantly trying to get like, hey, you know, why don't we just do this as well since we're big enough to? And it's like, well, I understand. They also made the Chromebooks when they, you know, dip their feet into the computer industry. And those things are god awful. Yeah. So I, mean, I never had one. Uh, it, I mean, I love Google bad. Chrome. I have Google Chrome. It's great. Everybody has Google stream Chrome. stuff. It's just universal. Not everybody. Yeah. So the operating system is actually the, the Google Chrome. Uh, it's a it's based off of a. I'm trying to remember this off the top off the top of my head. Um, basically the operating system that they use is terrible. You can't download things actually straight from the internet. Like so, you can't download thirty part third party applications. You have to go through their store. Um, and it's just it's not it's not good. What have it's you been trying you... to download? What's up? Waka waka. <laughs> what have you been trying to download? Yeah, Waka Waka, Caden. I've never had a problem with YouTube. I've never had a problem with Netflix or Oh, no, so this is, this is like the actual operating system. This isn't like the oh. browser. Yeah, no, so the, Chrome, the Chromebooks have their own specific Google operating system. I thought we were talking about Chromecast, though. Oh, not wah, Chromebooks. Wah, wah. Yeah, I was just going on <laughs> this a This is where this is. Okay. <laughs> ignore, ignore my ramblings. Well, point is, is that with, with Google... They're trying just so hard to get this up and off the ground when really the harder they try, the, the faster it's sinking, especially with the price. 129 for me is too much. I wouldn't pay for that. Maybe like $40, $50. Like if there's like stages where it's like hey. $129 was the premier edition. So um, what's the regular? 10 bucks? 10 bucks a month. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, then but I even I get... think it's not worth it. No, it's not because there's not that many video games in their line. Exactly. If they had like thousands of maybe older games, I could totally respect that, right? It's like, hey, play some old games for now. We're gonna keep updating to get the newer games out, and then it's gonna be like rock and roll, baby, right? Just that way they have something, and they don't. They just don't have what they need to make it successful right now. They just need to take their time, do something that where they don't have to constantly put new modern stuff in. Use the old stuff just that way they can get a building of it and then release the newer stuff. So I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What's your question? Have you seen this new gamer bed? I have, and I, I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> Are you telling me I can sleep in the same place I play video games and everything's accessible to me? I mean, I already kind of do sleep in the same place I play video games for the most part, but I mean, yeah. it's adjustable. It's right there in front of you. You got everything. The only I thing know. I don't see is a fridge. Then it would be complete. Buy a fridge. Put it right there. But it, oh, yeah. I was like going to say, a... it, would, it wouldn't be too much to take a fridge and put it right next to you. 
I guess that's just the perfectionist to me. I'm like, if you're going to sell a product, like this would just one up it, right? Not like a bad review or something like that, but like, hey, if you guys build any more in the future, see if you can put like a chest that you can like slide out from like the side, right? Well, it looks like it has a it has a nice stand right there where you could probably mm-hmm. stick, you could probably squeeze a mini fridge in through there. I think depending you on could. how wide that is. Yeah, it just depends know, but... on the the length and the height. But if you guys need reference to the photo, it's going to be on pcgamer.com. Uh, you just have to look up a Japanese a gaming bed. Uh, I don't know why you said it like that. Well, because it's a Japanese gaming bed, and the guy looks like he's like a ninja. Yeah, you made it sound so creepy. Doesn't he look like a ninja? <laughs> Do not lie to me and tell me he does not look like a ninja in that bed. He does not look like a ninja in that what? bed. He's wearing... You're crazy. Looks like he's wearing velvet sweats. That's not over, ninja-like. That, that actually, face. Yeah, that does kind of look like velvet sweats. What, like, well, it's mm-hmm. not a breathing mask. That's for darn sure. That's totally It might be. Maybe he's scared like of the coronavirus. Maybe, you maybe don't know. A, maybe it's a Snuggie. <laughs> maybe it's a coronavirus Snuggie with a built-in breathing mask. <laughs> they should make well, those. Well, now only. Pat that, pat that. <laughs> yeah, if only they made those, like, business casual, then I would totally wear it. But it's They can't dope. fire you for being cautious. Okay. <laughs> No, but they'll send but you home, and it's like, yo, dog, you can't be wearing sweatpants in this di- like dig. That's when you threaten to take them to the labor board. Ooh, that's that's ballsy. I've never thought of that, but maybe I'll try that next time. Austin comes in next week, doesn't have a job anymore. Right. <laughs> so Austin, how are you? Well, I lost my job. <laughs> so anyways, it looks like you could accessorize it with four wheels, uh, or for a four-wheeled energy wagon full of drinks and snacks so there is you can it comes with a fridge of sorts now does the back of the bed raise up at all yeah it does look like you can lift it up and okay because i was wondering about that because i'm like you know i okay yeah i i see it now in the picture yeah okay that's awesome Mm -hmm. if i had the money i would get this see my question would be could they make like the computer screens like on a swivel. So that way, if you want to sit up and play cross-legged, you can. But if you want to just like lay back and like look straight up to the ceiling without hurting your neck or craning anything, I think that would be legit. It looks like the stand that it's on may have an adjuster on it for angling it up and down. Yeah, it, it, it looks like the, oh, is it a vase mount is what that's called? Yeah, it looks like the the mount that it's on has an has the ability to angle the screen up or down. Do you know what sold me on this? Is their marketing the way that they write in the article, saying something? Um, where is it? There's even room on the headboard for an alarm clock, so you don't miss any important early morning game appointments. And there's also space for a tube of lotion for dot 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 any moisturizing you may have. I love that. I'm sold. I'm sold. I love that. Moisturize. Because you know how many times I've been gaming and my skin has gotten dry and I just, I need to moisturize? It happens so much. It's a problem. I know. I don't. But this like... solves the problem. Yeah. Meh. And there's even a picture with a little tube of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first or the second? Oh my God, I see it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there is under the alarm clock is the second picture. Oh, my geez. Yeah. Just for that, I want this bed. I mean, aside from the hundred other things that I love about it. There's also a ramen cup holder. I mean, if that doesn't sell anybody. So are are they selling this yet? Do we we have a price? 
I can't find one, which sucks. You might have to like uh, look at the company. It looks like it's Bauhaut. Bauhut. Bauhaut. I can't tell if that's German, but there's like a name at the bottom. Oh, here we go. Their website. Yeah. It's probably going to be in Japanese. It's a good thing they have Google Translator, man. Oh my god, you're right! I can't read any of this! (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does say Japanese gamer bed, so I assume it's going to be on a Japanese website. Uh, It's okay. I'm sorry, listeners, for the disappointment of... Beautiful pod of us. Yeah, we introduced you to try to research wonderful product and yet we fail you in an english translation we do apologize some of us aren't good at english to begin with right austin what ah, <laughs> my good woman my eloquency of the manner of speech is decent at best subpar oh, oh, my good madam it's pass fail it's pass fail yeah pass fail that's that's how you grade it. That's terrible. Oh, I found I found it. Um, you did? Yes. Uh, do 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 do. Yes. Okay. So the gaming bed, the the one that we were referencing in the article, looks to be the most expensive version of it is thirty one five hundred. Or so yeah, so basically for the entire thing, it's a hundred twenty-six thousand three hundred. I don't know if that's in yen or if that's in actual Let's, US dollars. I'm assuming it's gonna be yen. Let's assume yen and then try and then what a hundred one hundred and thirty you said? Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's about that's the little over twelve hundred US. That seems really cheap. Act, that's actually not bad. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. My yen to conversion, which is, is why terrible. I'm, you know, I, I mean, yen's about a hundred. I don't think that's, I don't think that's right because there's no way that that bed is only twelve hundred dollars. My bed frame was like almost two grand. Well, there's also not much of a bed frame. Like, and I'm, a, I'm It looks like a, a twin. Yeah, that's what so it, it really looks like is. A if it was bed. like a, yeah, yeah, twin sides bed. It looks like the mattress isn't really anything special but I can't really tell based on the super thick comforter they have. It raises you up. It's an adjustable <laughs> bed. Of course it's expensive. But is it electric or do you have to like self do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. That, I can't read it. Because that would be like the deal breaker for me is if like, if you have to crank it up, that's one thing. I could totally see it being $1,200. But if it was like electrical, it could be a lot more money. I mean, that would be like the money bags right there if they added like a small electric motor like they get in the hospitals and stuff and then it's like bada bing bada boom you increase the economy just a little bit more i don't know about you guys but our hospital beds here are pretty comfy (laughs) that's questionable since where i'm from they're really old they don't update very often so you make those things last they're just so old yeah sucks to be you who wants to get into uh this week's review oh i'd love to do it do it do it do it do it so uh, this week we reviewed um, but about Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, full title would be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
Yeah, so that's what we reviewed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> developed by Respawn Entertainment, published by Electronic Arts. It was released November 15, 2019, available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC. Uh, and it's an action-adventure game. With some Metroidvania thrown in there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an adventure. So how far did, you know, trying not to spoil anything, how far did everyone get? Not far. No, unfortunately... This is one of the very few weak points I have in video games is adventure slash puzzle games, except oh, for God of them. War, except for God of War. Yeah. So I, I, again, I grew up on, you know, Zelda and similar ones where it's, you know, basically this style minus the combat, the combat's more reminiscent of Sekiro. But anyways, um, I mean, the general synopsis is, is that you play as a young Jedi Padawan named Cal Kestis um, and you're kind of on the run in the galaxy you're trying to stay hidden um and eventually you get to the point where you are attempting to com- both complete your jedi training um and restore the now wiped out jedi order so this takes place it seems like uh, what decade or so after uh order 66 yeah, yeah i think that's what it was not too far after and no. i mean at the beginning of the game you know it's it kind of gives you a heads up of like what's going on, it, which is really nice because it's like, you a dog, Psh, man, yeah. I haven't seen one I, of those in Dion's. I mean, in the beginning of the game, yeah, they show that they found like a old separatist warship, you know. So it, if if there's if they're still finding those, then it can't be super far in the timeline. Um, I don't know about you guys, but on PC, uh, this thing's gorgeous, and I don't have you know I don't even have really high end hardware i'm still a few generations behind in terms of parts and whatnot and i was able to run this on epic with you know with fairly smooth gameplay it was good on xbox it was amazing on Mm -hmm. playstation i will agree with you man those graphics were par on the texturing the coloring and you know this is star wars and even then it wasn't a bad Star Wars game. This is probably like one of the better Star Wars games I've seen in quite a while. They've really probably, hit, yeah, like they've hit the head definitely. on everything. Definitely, yeah. 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 I think the last time I saw a Star Wars game similar to the, like you know not similar to this, but similar to this in terms of uh you know kind of just quality and just overall enjoyment was the Force Unleashed back on the PlayStation Two. That long ago, damn. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty long while yeah. ago. It was a while. I really liked how it kind of just sunk you into the Star Wars. It the graphics were Star Wars. It was very consistent oh, yeah. with the Star Wars universe, which oh, was yeah. nice. Um, um, it. I mean, in terms of the gameplay, uh, I mean, it has so. If you've ever played Sekiro's Die Shadows Die Twice, uh, it has combat similar to that, where it focuses on you parrying and blocking attacks until the enemy's guard runs out or until you find an opening, uh, and that in both those cases you can then will down their health. Um, you I have, hated that. I I I enjoyed it. I think it's kind of a more you know kind of s- tactical approach that still has that fast paced sort of uh style in during the combat, but it requires yes, you to actually. But kind at of... the same time, as soon as their poise meter got went back up, like you were starting from scratch again. It was yeah, annoying. That's, yeah, that's part. It's awful. That's part of the thing. I don't. I'm bad at games, and I don't like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, let's just put it this way. For me, the worst part of it was the respawn rate. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything from combat fluidity, the way that the puzzles were going, everything was so quick and efficient. I really did appreciate that. But whenever you died, and boy, this sucks for me, is that it took forever to respawn. Because one, it doesn't automatically respond to you. You have to push a button to auto to like respond, which to me is a little bit annoying because, yeah, I know I died. Just reset me up back to where I am and don't take forever to respond me. Oh, I was just so impatient. I kept it took dying. like five seconds. How often were you dying? <laughs> yeah. Even I, I really didn't have a complaint about that. I died a lot. That and was, that's saying a lot. Yes, I mean, shoot, was, there was one point... There was one point in the final boss that I died and I was like, okay, I got to go do something else real quick. So I left at the respawn screen, went and took like a 15-minute break so I had to go do something else, came back and beat the boss. Fun fact, I it beat was It was hard for him. It was hard for him. I, I He's on tell. my level right now. <laughs> um, although I will say, Kat, uh, if you feel like you're bad at this game, uh, you do eventually unlock force abilities that not only help you to create more openings, but can also hilariously cheese some of the harder enemies. So I don't know if you guys have gotten to them, but there's enemies in the game called Storm called uh, Purge Troopers that are you know kind of difficult. They're more on level with you in terms of their kind of combat style and uh, their aggressiveness and whatnot. Um, eventually, you'll be able to cheese that. Like you, you unlock a, a force power called Force Push. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things you could do is you can upgrade that to the point where you can charge it up and release it. And you charging up releasing it is just enough to actually push them off of ledges. Or what's really funny is taking some of the uh, droids that don't that can't jump across gaps and just pulling them uh, with force pull enough to pull them into uh, you know off the stage. See, and I got to that point where I just got the force push, but you are right. Like you, you level up in skill level, um, with the defeat of enemies. So you have to like cause like damage. Um, and it takes a while or sometimes you get to a certain point where it gives you, uh, a chunk of skill, uh, for points before you get to a skill point and then you spend yep. it and it just gets, it gets nicer. I'll tell you that it does get nicer. Cause like my health bar was really low. I kept dying a lot in the beginning and then I finally got to upgrade my end in the middle. Yeah. yeah, I would I would mm -hmm. definitely recommend for those who are not familiar with this sort of gameplay. Uh, I would say the first few point you know skill points you should put your stuff into is the survival uh, abilities because those are going to increase your max health. And uh, I googled that before I started, so yeah, I did give it right. you give you bonuses <laughs> to what you evade stuff, block you know give you higher blocking meter and all that stuff because it it is reminiscent of Dark Souls and Sekiro because Sekiro is made by the same company where when you die you lose um all of your uh force uh your so like i believe your force and your health meters are lowered and then you lose all of your experience and the skill points that you've accumulated since then now the way to get them back is to hit just a, a single time it doesn't matter how but just actually uh hurt the enemy that is glowing uh kind of a yellowish because that'll indicate that they're the ones who killed you they have your stuff as long as you can manage to get a hit on them, you'll get your stuff back, and the next time you die, it'll be on that enemy. Or if you fall off a cliff, you just walk up and pick it up. Uh, I like that aspect of it because it was easy to not lose all my progress. Yes. Even yeah. though I, I didn't die as often as often. I will say I did. 
I, I, I did lose. I did die twice in a row at one point because uh, I, I was on Dothamir kind of early and I was trying to get to where my where my skill points were and whatnot. And I just got completely bombarded with enemies and I got stun locked. And yeah, so I, I did. Me, end the up annoying losing. part was the spiders, man. Yeah, the, the spiders were. Uh, yeah, the spiders were a little annoying. You afraid of spiders or something, Austin? No, I was just afraid of the acid that they were shooting out, which causes you to, like, slowly die, you know? And it's one of those things that I hate is when I'm being poisoned, slowly dying is worse than, like, being, like, chunked because you're not paying attention. You're dying while you're trying to, like, combat the enemy. And then, oh, look, you just look at the last second. And you're like, I've only got, like, a little health left. Oh, Jesus, don't hit me again. How did everyone feel about the loot being cosmetic only? I I liked it. Um, I think Why? that yeah, because I don't think I don't think you needed gameplay altering loot. Um, with the exception of the fact that like the double the spoiler, but I think they have it on the cover. You can eventually unlock a double blade lightsaber. I believe that's the only mm -hmm. ult the alteration to your lightsaber that isn't cosmetic. But I mean, beyond that, I don't think. You know, there you could really do anything that would be needed for yeah, I agree cosmetic purposes. I think the game was just fine on its own with the variety of force abilities you you got and the ability of just general kind of upgrades that you got to both your uh, little droid uh, and yourself. I don't think you needed your lightsaber to be super customized with a force crystal that deals two point five percent more damage than all the others. You know. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but... No, oh, I, I think that'd either. be pretty dope. Like, <laughs> that mean, would I... be a sweet addition. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind that either. But, I mean, at the same time, they're still trying to keep that general gameplay style of even as you get higher level, the enemies are still going to want... You know, There are some enemies that you'll be like, okay, I can just do this. You're easy to deal with. But there are some enemies that you're still looking at and go, okay, you could still kind of kill me. I'm going to make sure to take my time. Just like the yeah, goats. it makes you as the player get better. Yeah, mm -hmm. it makes you as a gamer get good, as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say, I like what you did there. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, kiddo, we used to call them kids too. No, Austin. Then uh, out of combat, the <laughs> gameplay is fairly explorative, and and basically, if you've ever played a Legend of Zelda game, it's kind of like that, where you you run around, and explore the map, find secrets, find chests. Um, and there are plenty of puzzles as you go through. Um, and uh, you will also be going back to the planets that you've previously been to as you unlock more forest abilities. Now, I made the mistake of every time I unlocked a new ability, going back, you know, doubling back to every planet I've been to since then and trying to grab all the goodies. Um, what I've been told by someone else is that they waited until they got to basically the, the last planet they they figured that they were about at the end of the game and then they doubled back and grabbed everything so if yeah because then you have all the skill sets so that way you can actually just take care of each planet at a time and then you're just done with the entirety of the map you don't have to make extra trips to go find that ability come back oh i can't get to this spot i gotta go to this planet oh go back just do it all in yeah. one row speaking of what did you guys think of the backtracking why um, I so I tried to 100% it, and with the backtracking and whatnot, 
I I thought it was okay at first, but eventually I got to the point where I just wanted to be done with the game. I I I, I kind of got burnt out. I think I don't think it would have been as annoying had I had I not been like the third or fourth time I'd gone back. But I think But I think a lot of people have played it that way. Well, the other thing is though too is that they don't have checkpoints where you can, you know, travel in between two. They you have to literally run everywhere and instead of like, "Hey, I just need to teleport to this spot real quick." You have to start from like the very beginning of the map and some of these spots are like difficult to get to because you have to redefeat all the enemies along the way as well they regenerate after a specific period and if you die they come right back and you're like i have to defeat them again yeah it's awful no. yeah they so they made a bold decision to not have fast travel in the game i can respect it um it does make things slightly it, it does make things slightly more convenient however i do think that it helps with the immersion to an extent because the fact that it means that you have to make sure and focus on where you're going and go the right direction. There are, in fact, times when, you know, um, on some of the you know beginning planets, I was able to just not even have to bother looking at a map. I knew exactly where I needed to go to find this one particular thing because I passed by it 30 times. And because the fact that my map awareness was, you know, kind of reinforced with the constant, with, you know, constantly running around and not being able to fast travel... I didn't have to rely completely on the map. Yeah, but the thing is, with maps, it's like some people, yes. If you travel back and forth across a specific spot, you're like, Psh, I remember that rock. Like, you know, I remember this chunk of icicle that was right nearby, and I know there's a secret entrance. But you also have to think, like, sometimes you can't always remember, and it's good to have a reference. It's like, okay, it makes things like, for me, it's just an efficiency. I'd rather have it like just mapped out on the screen, which they provide you. And that's really helpful, especially when you're like, well. Yeah, they, they provide a very detailed map. Oh, yeah. They tell you like unexplored paths. They tell you block paths. Like you need to have mm -hmm. a specific force power. And that's really helpful instead of like, well, I'm going to go down this corner, see what this is. Um, for some reason, I can't get past it. I don't know why. But it, it, the map lets you know why. It's because you probably do not have an ability or skill gain from, you know, do, to be a Jedi training to complete it. And that's what makes it kind of like, it makes it really nice and also immerse yourself in the game. It's like, you got to relearn this stuff, kid, and connect with the Force. It's very Star Wars kind of-esque, and it just, it really ties that all together nicely. I feel yeah. like it was just a method for them to raise the amount of average gameplay hours. I I don't think so. I don't think it was a That's my problem. conspiracy. That's I mean mine. logically cat yeah. does make sense. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean get used to saying that. I mean I don't think it was an intentional padding measure, whether it could be seen as one. Um I I don't I don't think that their goal for not giving you know providing fast travel was to make it a padding measure. Um I think it was again to help kind of with the immersion. Um I'm sure that's how they advertised it. Oh yeah. But But that's just my opinion. I mean the game the game had a decent length anyway without you know having it fast did, travel. It I did don't have think a pretty long time. Like especially when I don't you're think, traveling on foot. Yeah, I don't think I don't think fast travel would have det you know detracted that much from it. I, I, I agree it would have detracted some, but maybe you know, three, four hours max. It's a lot of hours. Fair. Yeah. I mean, not so, really. Like, if it's an adventure game, for me, a lot of hours would be, like, a few days. 
you know, like 48 to like 60 hours. That's a good length of adventure game, depending on, you know, uh, I'm so impatient. Well, that is true, but I was, I'm not going to lie to you, Kat. I agree with you. I was also impatient just walking everywhere and then trying to get to a specific spot. If you rush things too quickly in an adventure game, you are most likely to get yourself killed. And I was totally a bad gamer because I was just, I'm going to kill you. Thwap, thwap. Oh no, you're actually like bad. Thwap, thwap. Defend, defend. Died. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the music? I liked it. Yes. Very, very beautiful. And they tie in a lot of Star Wars elements, but still keep to an original-esque type of soundtracking. But it still ties mm-hmm. into the franchise to where it's like, it's just barely there. And then it's like, boom, it's its own adventure. No, I think I think I think Kat knows this. So Austin, I I don't want you to 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 look at eight sheet sheets or anything. You know the time intro- to single him out. Yeah. So you know the intro song that you know they play like whenever the game first starts up, right? It sounds very uh, tribal and throat singing. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. then eventually you'll hear that song again later on in the game. Do you know either a what that song is called or b do you know who makes that song or you know who who played who performed that song? Yeah. Who? Are you an owl cat? Who? Just answer the question. You'll understand. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you're both setting me up, which is just kind of jerky-ish in its own right. But I did no. not honestly well, I, look at I, the credits. I, I am a jerk, so I didn't I've, look at I've, the credits. Uh, so it's well, I kind of knew this beforehand. So it's a, it's a band called the Who. And they're H U, not W H O. Yes, no, I was about not, to say like what? not the American Who. Uh, they are a Mongolian band that specializes in Mongolian throat singing. Um, I've I've listed their stuff before, like I you know before this game came out, and I didn't know that this that they uh, did this song until I listened. It popped into my YouTube feed at one point. Uh, the, the song is called Sugan Isana. Uh, they actually uh, I believe the the team that made the game actually brought them in to help them because that this I don't believe they're singing Mongolian. I believe it's a it's a created language for the game uh, that they brought them in and kind of had them help them create it. That way they could sing it properly and whatnot. I mean, it's uh, very beautiful Mongolian throat singing. I mean, they even have very modern Mongolian throat singing like people out there. You just have to pull it up on the YouTube to in you know it's kind of a, its own niche, but it's very yes. very good. Like listening mm-hmm. to it, like nonetheless, yeah. like the, it was a great track. And after it, hearing it, I went and searched it on YouTube and I watched them <laughs> sing it, and it was it's so awesome. weird. Yeah, it, it was weird so weird to it. watch. It's weird, but it's like, dude, like it's still, it's like beautiful in its own right, right? Even though they look weird doing it, it's still like, it's this weird kind of like, it's kind of beautifully weird type of esque feeling. And you're just like, man, it's kind of sweet. My brain couldn't wrap around how they made those noises. It's again, so it's a a technique called Mongolian throat singing. Uh, It's, oh, I don't know how to describe it because I'm. Not There's no way to describe it. There is Go look it up on YouTube, it. listen to it, no, and then try to figure can, out a way to describe it. You can't. I will. I can give my own definition, Kath. Thank you. I believe <laughs> it sounds kind of mm, like... Can't wait when to hear this. Yeah. It's kind of like a frog when, you'd squeeze its, when it squeezes its throat into a long, very elongated tone. And it's just one continuous vibration of the vocal cords that they handle at a specific frequency and air passage out of their, uh, excuse me, larynx, I believe. And so 
it just it creates this tone of vibration while it's coming out, and it just sounds like a like a frog with a longer tone. They sing it for like ever. Some guys can yeah. do it for like minutes at a time, and it, you're just like, when you're gonna breathe? Two things. You're telling me that they rib it. <laughs> you, did you say ribbed? I'm sorry, they're not ribbed. Rib it. <laughs> The sound that a frog makes, ribbit. You're telling me that they ribbit. I thought you said ribbed, and I'm like, are we so you got to learn to listen. Yeah, I guess I'm going deaf, mama. I'm going deaf. Jeez. Um, Second thing, you got the whole vocal cords thing from me earlier before we started recording. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. I, I guess that's an appropriate use of the speech. Bam, son. <sighs> Yeah, no, so Ugh. it's, I, I was definitely sold as soon as I heard that, like, the intro scene. Um, so, I, yeah, I like the soundtrack. It's very Star Wars sounding. Um, it was very and, authentic. Yeah, yeah, John John Williams would have been proud. Um, and, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think that it helped kind of tie the immersion together. Okay, guys. Definitely. So, quick question. Is this game a multiplayer? No. No, no. not on the slightest. It doesn't need it. Yeah, I think I think I, it would have detracted from the game if they tried to make it multiplayer. It definitely yeah. would have taken away from it for sure. No, it definitely um, would have. But I was just making sure because I was just like, man, what would that look like? Would two adventures just like be on separate servers? Would it just be like? Well, that, I don't that'd know. be interesting. I think maybe the only way I could see them doing that is duels, and I think if they were to do that, they'd have oh. to have more more of a skill tree progression. So have like separate trees and have it set up to where, you know, you could really only go down one tree, like similar Borderlands, where you could really only mm-hmm. focus on one tree and just kind of spec it to the others as you please. Honestly, um, I think it'd be cool if they had something where if you both attack at the same time and you have to button mash or do a combo in order to gain advantage over, you know, you've seen it in Star Wars where you, you have clashes and you have yeah, that clashes. like tension, like holding against each other. Just something like that, and then you have to, like, in order or in a specific speed setting per combat, you know, it can be either really quick or really slow for you to hit the specific button combinations. I think that would be a sweet addition if they were to do that, and then it'd just make it a lot more tension in combat fighting and a lot more fun for Star Wars fans. I think that you and a friend should go into the bathroom and light a candle, turn the lights off, say Bloody Mary three times and spin around, <laughs> and then let her kill the enemies for you. That's my idea. Well, I mean, I guess that works. I mean. Yeah. So Electronic yeah. Arts, hit, hit me up. Yeah, um, I got lots of ideas. And and regarding, and I'd, I'd be interested to see, to see if there was co-op, how they would handle the difficulty. Because, uh, like, for instance, in this game, there's there's four different kind of difficulty modes. There's, like, uh, Padawan, Jedi, like, which is basically easy, normal, hard, and very hard. And it's, like, Padawan, Jedi, Jedi Master, and then Jedi Grandmaster. Something akin to that. Um, and basically what this does is this adjusts kind of some mechanics in the game. So the first being the parry, the parry mechanic. Uh, so it increases your parry window, which is how how quickly or basically the short the shorter the window is the longer you have to wait until the attack is about to hit you with on grandmaster with it being the lowest parry window basically right the millisecond before it's about to hit you that's when you want to parry 
if if that makes sense. Sounds really difficult. <laughs> it and is. I play it on I, the easiest. Yeah, I, I tried Grandmaster for a little bit and I just decided to stick with Master. Um because enemies also on Grandmaster mode deal max damage. Um in Jedi Master mode, everything is kind of even in terms of the uh damage enemies deal and the parry windows and whatnot. Um and then of course it gets easier and easier from there as you go back uh towards the first couple of difficulties. I'd honestly say if you're familiar with the combat, definitely do Jedi Master. Um, if you're not, if you're kind of new to it, either do easy or normal, depending on how you feel. And I'd recommend kind of in the first couple instances of combat, trying to play around with that um, to kind of see where you stand. Um, yeah, if and if you're a masochist, you'll enjoy Jedi Grandmaster. That's the only type of person I can see playing that or someone who lost a bet. Oh, God. Like we did so when we terrible. joined BGA. Uh, yeah, yeah, that does kind of match that sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did has anyone has anyone seen Shameless? Like this the no, show on Netflix. I said not. I'm not. I heard about it. It had a Oh very my god, then you guys actor. aren't even gonna understand. Well, for anybody who has played this game and has also seen Shameless, has anyone else noticed that uh Cal kind of looks like Ian from Shameless? Because that's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's Ian. Wait. And is, then they just had me. So quick you guys one. aren't gonna understand. Well, but my question is this. Did you check the credits to see if that was the actor in the video game by chance? Oh, you think that they modeled the Oh, you think they modeled the character after the voice actor? Yeah, cuz I mean, come on. That would be like one pretty legit and two, it would just like it's like, hey, you know, it looks like this guy. I know this guy. I think that yeah. could definitely be possible, but I just I, I haven't checked the credits on anything because I'm still dying terribly in this game. Yeah. It was yeah, welcome so, to the club. So much, man. It was just like, ah, like. Argh. So what did you guys think about the game? Just kind of overall. Awesome. Uh, well, well, I guess I'm first. So honestly, <laughs> I love how Ring Around the Rosie just gets back to me and it's like, goose, goose, duck. Anyways. Um, I think you it was... you played duck duck goose backwards. What goose, the duck? Must be yes. it must be an Iowa thing. Iowa, uh, no, Idaho, Idaho. Idaho. Where, where yeah. It's definitely not a thing. I just totally went the wrong direction with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I honestly think, really amazing game. Of course, besides personal affliction of my own nature. Everything was fantastic. Everything from, you know, it brought in a lot of, like, characters. It even had, you know, just things from Star Wars that you just, it brings you and it immerses you. It takes you into this world and gives you a different perspective in the Star Wars uh, franchise. And honestly, with the gameplay that, in my opinion, seemed very similar to kind of like God of War, where you just upgrade skills and you can customize your weapons and et cetera and get better at killing your enemies. I mean, I think it's amazing and should definitely get a highest recommendation possible, 10 out of 10. That is just such an amazing game that it pulls your Star Wars fans in and it's it's like, man, you've never left. It's not a cruddy game like <clears throat> other games I will not mention, but I just 10 out of 10, same all the way too. Okay, so before we get into Caden's opinion, 
I Googled it quickly. It is Ian from Shameless. <laughs> ha ha. Look at that. See, I was just like, see, I oh totally knew they did that because the, the first characters that you meet on the ship and I'm like, wow, that's really hyper realistic. That looks like somebody. And it, it turns out it's like, that's it. That's I love awesome. it so much more now. Yeah. See, they, they really outdid themselves in this game. They played like modeled after the faces of the actual voice actors. That's the coolest thing you could do. Oh my God. I'm just flabbergasted right now. Go ahead, Kate. You tell us your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely loved it. Um, the combat was fairly smoothed out. Um, I did, I did kind of feel like the evade mechanic was iffy. So I, just kind of stuck to rolling away if I had to dodge an attack or occasionally I just tap the evade button. Um, but you know, beyond that, I thought the combat was seamless. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that the game encourages to explore because uh, fun fact you have uh, your, the, the way you heal, you find more of, you find more instances of you healing by exploring and finding golden chests which is why I was kind of encouraged to keep going back to previous planets and looking for, uh, you know, those chests and those secrets and whatnot. Um, and even though I tried to, you know, 100% the game, I only managed to beat the game at 93% because I just, I, I will admit it's kind of monotonous running around to the planets, you know, back and forth, back and forth to try and find the one or two things that you haven't found yet. Um, I thought the soundtrack was good. I thought the graphics were beautiful. And just, yeah, overall, uh, 10 out of 10. I would definitely recommend you get it, whatever platform you're on. Um, I mean, try and catch it on sale. But if you are really itching to play it and you just kind of want you know confirmation from someone who's played it, definitely get it. It is definitely worth at least 40 bucks, if not 60 bucks. Or in Canada, like 75 Yeah. I... Oddly enough, really did enjoy the game. I really didn't think that I would, but I did. Yeah. There are a few things. I know, right? <laughs> she liked it. I did. Around I did like it. Everyone. I was bad at it, but I liked it. There are a few things that I would have changed, but I mean, you get that with any game. The combat was very frustrating at times. I did not like the poise meter thing at all. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And, you know, trying to get the timing right on pairing felt really inconsistent as well. I much prefer the lightsaber to any kind of gun. Just saying. It's similar to a sword, and I'm good with those. Um, It was a nice thing to have after all the hype and letdown from Battlefront. I think it's what we needed. Visuals very consistent and awesome. Exploration was very enjoyable. Music, again, was great and fascinating. And it's got Ian from Shameless, so... <laughs> I mean, I say 8 out of 10. Okay. Which is saying a lot because I think I rated the last game we played a 7 out of 10, and I quite liked that game. Yeah, I think you said hmm. like 6 or 7. Yeah, it was pretty low. I mean, because you liked it, and I was just like, damn. Like, you did like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't give things a 10 out of 10 unless they're, unless they come from my own brain, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss McGenius. Let we'll we'll see that on your next video game. We'll be like, okay, let's test this bad boy. Well, speaking of the next video game, uh, what are we playing next, Austin? 
Ah, so next for our review listeners, we're going to be going back into the past and discovering the joy, the pleasure, and the pain of Baldur's Gate 2. So you're going to want to keep an eye out for that next week. And if you would like to join the madness, feel free to join our Discord server. You can access it through our website, badgamersanonymous.com. And from all of us here at Bad Gamers Anonymous, Caden, Kat, and I, Austin, we hope you have yourself a good week. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>